You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. The title of the sermon today is Direction. Is Direction. That I want to talk about that as we are entering into 2021. And I've talked about it a little bit, and I usually try and talk about it at the end of every year that I've been doing this probably since... 2013, uh, maybe even before that, um, but it's about the time when we moved to McKinney and we were living with Pastor John and Miss Ann. Um, I made it a priority in the month of December uh, to ask God to tell me something, show me something to prepare me for the next year. And I've done it all of these years and encouraged everyone that, that I come in contact with because. He's blessed me every year with speaking to me and giving me a word, a phrase, a scripture that has helped me in that particular year. And what's been amazing is to go back in my journal and read those words and think back on what happened that year and see how pertinent that word and that scripture was to the journey that I went on in that year. And the word that I received for 2020 is the word direction. And so over the weekend, I decided, well, if that's my word, I, I want to study it. I want to I dive into it um, so I can be prepared to look at what is going to happen in 2021 so I can be ready for it. And I thought that I would share it with you as well, as well as my word from last year and just kind of encourage you to make it a priority as we get into the end of this year, the rest of this week, to hear the voice of God, to make it important to ask Him, what do you have for me going into next year? It seems like crazier and crazier things are happening every year. I look back as I've grown up, I'm 30-something now, 34, I think, doesn't matter anymore, I'm in my 30s, and... I look at, at what's happened in my life, as some of y'all who are older and have seen things as well, to think, wow, how, how much more can we pack into a year of craziness, and what does 2021 hold for us? And so I want to first just remind you and be encouraged to hear the voice of God. I wrote this. As you finish the year and begin next year, make it a priority or focus on hearing the voice of God. If you know and hear the voice of God, then make it a focus or further priority to enhance your relationship with God. That first, we have to know and hear and recognize the voice of God. How can I get a word from God if I don't know what His voice sounds like? And chances are, in your life, you've heard God speak to you. You just haven't registered it as the voice of God. There's a, a test that I, I've talked with you all about before, and I want to remind you of it again on how to understand and figure out if you just heard the voice of God, that there's potentially three different voices that are going to be speaking inside of you. Number one is God. We're in church. Jesus is always the answer, number one. Number two is yourself. And number three is the devil. Pretty, pretty simple right there. We have, we have 
God that can be speaking to us. We can have ourselves, when you lay down at night and your mind starts wandering all these different ways, or you could have the devil or the world that can speak into you. How do we differentiate those three? Well, it says in the scriptures that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if there is an idea or a thought that comes into your mind with the intent of stealing, killing, or destroying something in your life, then you should know and recognize right then that is the devil or the world trying to speak something negative into your life and to take those thoughts captive in, I don't have this scripture up there, Mickey, so I'm just going to read it. In 2 Corinthians Chapter 10, verses 3 through 6, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Verse 5, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Here it is, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Verse 6, And being ready to punish All disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. To bring every thought into captivity and to be ready to punish all disobedience. That when we recognize and we want to hear the voice of God, that we have to figure out who's speaking into me. If something is coming against me that is negative, still killing and destroying, I need to immediately take that thought captive. No, 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 we're, we're not going to dwell on that. We're not going to think about that. If you are praying this week and you say, God, I, I want a word, I want a scripture, I, I want you to give me uh, something that I can believe and stand on in 2021, and the thought or word that comes into your mind is you're going to die in 2021, that's not God. Let's just, let's just go ahead and clear that out the way. The thief, because I can run it through my test. Okay, there's, there's three voices that can potentially be speaking into me. God, myself, or the devil? Well, if the word is you will die in 2021, well, God says he's come to give life and give more abundantly. So that's not God speaking. And I know I don't want to die in 2021. I have a wonderful wife. I've got amazing kids that I'm watching grow up, pastoring a church. We've got a house. So I know that's not my thoughts that that I want to have. So it must be the devil. Okay, well, I'm going to take that thought captive. I'm going to go ahead and throw that in the trash. I'm going to go ahead and rebuke the devourer, rebuke him and move him out the way. So that must not be my word or what God wants to say in 2021. Then if it comes to an idea of maybe God is true, maybe his word works, well, that's not going to be something that God would speak to me, that God would show. Maybe that's my own mind and my own faith level of trying to figure out, do I truly believe what God says or what He doesn't say? It says in Romans 12 that we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So therefore, I've got I've to put good into my mind. I've got to put God into my mind so that God will come out. And then finally, when it comes to hearing the voice of God, we match it up to the Scriptures. That usually when I hear the voice of God and He gives me a word for the year, I also usually have a Scripture that pairs up right along with it. One of the Scriptures 
whenever I was talking with God, it was probably after Thanksgiving, whenever I first started praying and talking with him about what he wanted to share with me for 2021. And one of the first scriptures that came to mind, Psalms 37, 23, and 24, when it comes to direction. I heard him say the word direction, and a sliver of this scripture popped up right after he said that. The steps of a good man or a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Verse 24, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So when it came for me, and I heard the word direction, this scripture came immediately afterwards. And so therefore, I ran it through the test. Well, I feel like God's telling me that my word for 2021 of what I need to be standing on and looking for and asking for is direction for things in my life. Does the devil want me to have direction? Well, no, he wants to cause chaos. He wants to destroy me. He wants to get me off the path. He wants to throw sin into my life that I'll trip over and fall. But the scripture says that even though I fall, he's going to uphold me. Well, is it me? Do I want direction? Yeah, I mean, I I think we would want good things to happen in our lives. Okay, well, I can get behind this word. That God, you spoke it, you confirmed it with your scripture. And that's what I'm going to believe for and look for as I have opportunities next year. Hearing the voice of God, and how do we hear the voice of God? How does that actually work? Well, we understand That when we ask Jesus into our heart, Jesus doesn't actually come and sit on our hearts. We don't have little mini Jesuses sitting on our heart. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's up in heaven. It says in the scriptures that he couldn't stay. It was better that he leaves. So what he did was he put his Holy Spirit inside of us, the third part of the Trinity. And the goal of the Holy Spirit has been and will always be, is to communicate with you, with God. God is always trying to talk to you. You have to understand that. You have to believe that. When it comes to hearing the voice of God in your life, you have to completely believe that God wants to speak to you. He wants to. Outside of everybody else, yes, well, he'll talk to you because you're the pastor. No, no, no. There was a point in time where I wasn't the pastor of anything. I wasn't in ministry, and I still heard the voice of God. He wants to speak to you and speak to you directly. You have to believe that without a shadow of a doubt that he wants to have conversation with you. He talked with Adam and Eve. He could have just created them and left them there and sent them a newspaper every couple months. Hey, here's what's happened in heaven. Here's a letter. Here's an email. He walked down there. He talked with people like you and me. He talked with Noah. He talked with King David. He talked with the prophets. He then sends Jesus to come and talk in the flesh to people. And Jesus made it a priority to talk to sinners. He made it a point to go and talk with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders, the sinners, the prostitutes. Which kind of puts a monkey wrench in everybody's thoughts and processes when they say, well, God doesn't talk to sinners. He won't talk to people No, no, no. God is ready and willing to talk to anybody at any time to pour his love 
out on them. And then he left and he says, well, I want to talk with them, so I'm going to put my Holy Spirit inside of them. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead now dwells inside of you. The mystery has been revealed according to the writings of Paul. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And the Holy Spirit, he gets a bad rap because when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we just think speaking in tongues. We just think of prophecy, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, kind of the weird things that we don't completely understand or what's going to happen. But the Holy Spirit was placed inside of you at salvation for you so that you could communicate and hear God clearly. And then on top of that, God made another avenue called speaking in tongues, another way to communicate with him directly. It says in the scriptures that when you speak in tongues, you speak mysteries that only God understands. So speaking in tongues is only an added benefit and bonus to the original intent of the Holy Spirit, which is communicating with you and God. Just an added bonus. John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15. This is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit that he's about to send to the earth. We see the Trinity mentioned here. We see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in this scripture. Jesus is speaking. He says, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, look at this, when it comes to direction, what's he supposed to do? He will guide you into all truth. If you need direction in your life, the Holy Spirit who is already inside of you is ready and willing to guide you into the next steps of your life. He will guide you into all truths. He won't guide you into a lie. He won't guide you into falling off the cliff. He's going to guide you into all truths. And understand that your truth and the Holy Spirit's truth might be a little bit different sometime. That you might think, you might believe, you might be experiencing something in your life that you think is true because it's right there in front of you, but the Holy Spirit wants to bring a new truth from His Word and His Scripture to guide you through that situation. We don't be led by our emotions, we're led by the Word of God and everything else alive. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. Once again, there's communication that's happening between the Trinity. Holy Spirit says, I'm not going to speak unless my Father speaks it first to me, and then I'll speak it to you. Once again, it shows us how important God is trying to communicate and speak to you. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. Here we go. My word is direction for 2021, which means there are going to be opportunities in my life that I know of right now and that I don't know that I will need direction from the Holy Spirit on what to do, where to go, how to do it. And it says here that the Holy Spirit who is inside you, inside of me, is ready and willing to guide you into all truth and to tell you of things that are to come. Verse 14, he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So not only is he taking what the Father is saying and getting it to you, he's also getting what Jesus is saying and getting it to you. Do you see how important the Holy Spirit is and how he is constantly working for you to try and get you to communicate and get in line with God because God wants to tell you something. Jesus wants to tell you something. The Holy Spirit wants to tell you something. And what he wants to tell you is truth and of all things to come in your life. Verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it 
to you. He'll guide you in all truth. He'll not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said to you, he will take of mine and declare it to you. How many times in those three scriptures do we see that Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are going back and forth and their main focus is trying to speak and declare and tell you things? It's vital and important that you hear the voice of God. It's vital and important that you believe that God wants to speak to you. And it's vital and important that you take time in your life to quiet yourself to hear Him speak. My word last year was answers. 2020 for me was the year that I had a lot of questions. I didn't know that I was going to have a lot of questions But in January of 2020, God gave me the word answers. And the scripture that he gave was Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, the first part, which says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And the scripture, the part that I received was ask, and it will be given to you. And so I told myself as I received this word was, Well, I need to start asking questions. If God told me at the beginning of the year that he was going to provide me answers, then that means all I have to do is be faithful and ask questions. And as I went through my journal, which I highly encourage you to do, to write down the goodness of God and what he's done, and I look back at when I started in 2013, of what I wrote and when I documented it in 2014 and 15 and 16 and 15 it changes, get a little more fancy artwork and a nicer pen, sermons, 17 was clarity, 18 was change, which is unbelievable to me how faithful God is because in 2018 my word was change. At the beginning of 2018, we were still in McKinney, we were still on staff at church, and we had no idea that we would be moving in September of 2018 to start our own church and to be the pastors here. And in 2018, I wrote some things that I wanted to see God change in my life. Change in my relationship, change in my family. The third one, change in my ministry. And in January of 2018, in parentheses right here, I wrote the word church. Change in my church. That I had no idea that seven to eight months later, we'd be packing a U-Haul, completely changing our church. Change in our finances, I wrote. Change in my job. Didn't know I was going from associate pastor to head pastor. And I also wrote change in my house. Didn't know I was going to be moving in with my in-laws either during that time. They didn't know that either at the beginning. Two thousand nineteen, the word was faith. Two thousand twenty, the word that I wrote down was answers. Matthew chapter seven, ask and it will be given to you. And I went and I looked at the definition in dictionary.com of what does answers mean. I looked at the, the word given 
in the Greek, and I wrote that down, and I wrote that I wanted some answers for our family, and for our finances, and for our ministry, and for our future. And as I was going through this over the weekend, I started thinking, what questions did I ask in 2020, and did I receive the answers? Well, let's put God to the test. Let's see if this word is true. Let's see if I heard God correctly. Some of the questions that I had to ask in 2020 was, how do I resolve some health issues that I was going through in my body? How do I resolve them? I'd, I'd been to the ER, had some digestive issues going on in my life. How, do, how, did I, how can we resolve this? Every year it seems like I end up in the ER. We've, we've done all kinds of tests. Everybody says I'm fine. I'm standing on my healing. I'm believing for all these things. And in January, Maddie's mom tells me about a chiropractor to go and talk to. And I go and sit down and start talking to him about some food allergies. And, and we go on a diet to, to eradicate some of the foods that had been that we didn't know for plaguing me or not, came across some uh, some healthy uh, like stomach type pills that I started taking, and it's completely cleared up my health issues. During the summer, I started running, felt like God wanted me, especially when I got furloughed. Started running, doing some exercise to get the heart rate moving. As I started asking questions of how can I get healthier, I started getting answers and seeing improvements in my body. Eventually, maybe we'll do some weights. We'll go out back and maybe you could just yell at me. I'll just go in there and you can just... (laughs) Another question that I asked was, how do you manage and run a church during a pandemic? Had no idea that that question was ever going to be asked in 2020. How do you shut down a church? How do you keep a congregation together by just standing here staring at a camera? God started giving me answers, and we had the opportunity to partner with Russell's and send out some free pizzas to everybody in the congregation, and we tried to figure out Easter and drop off little Easter bags, and we slowly started opening up, and how do we distance the chairs? How do we clean the chairs? How do we have normal service again? How do we do all these things? I just started asking God, you're the one that said in 2020 you were going to give me answers, so therefore I've got to ask the questions question that I asked is, how do, you, how do I handle my finances when I'm being furloughed? I, the job that I work Monday through Friday shut me down for two months, two, three months during the pandemic, during the lockdown. I said, okay, God, how do we, how do we deal with the finances of being furloughed and, and figuring all that out? I needed answers. How do, we, how do we keep the house? How do we pay the bills? How do we keep food on the table? And then on top of that, let's add a church budget on top of that. How do you manage a church and keep the lights on and keep the building functioning when there's nobody in the building? God was faithful because the lights are still on in my house and this house. Question I asked, how do you raise a son and daughter? It's the first time I ever had a daughter. We have, we have a five-year-old boy and we've gone through the years of raising him and and he's turned out pretty good so far. He hadn't killed anybody yet, so that's a good good win at five. 
Now we have this girl who is wide open. She is, she is crazy and uh, full of energy uh, and full of attitude. And God, how do we raise her? How do we deal with that? And we're still looking for the answer for that. A question that I approached as, as, as Jeremiah Land, how do I handle my anger? We've talked about this before and I've preached about it a little bit. Something that has been passed down from generation to generation in my family. Anger that I've dealt with. Why am I angry? There's no reason for me to be angry. How do I deal with that? My wife also strongly encouraging me to deal with my anger as well. I said, okay, well, I'm going to go to the scriptures. And I read it during a sermon here once. I wrote down ten different scriptures in regards to anger. And I read them every morning. I still read them. I quote them. And there was a pastor, Pastor Larry, that we had met once before who did some counseling. And you know that your pastor needs a pastor as well. And I called this pastor and spent a couple sessions with him to work on some things in my own life that I needed help with, that I needed to work on, so that I could be a better man to my wife and to my kids, to the community, and to you as the congregation. Answers. Another answer. What's another question that I asked? How do I handle the death of of a mentor, a pastor, and a close friend. Wasn't expecting my pastor to pass away this year. A lot of us weren't expecting him to pass away, but he did. How do I handle the pastor who taught me everything that I could text and call and reach out to and ask for things? And the answer that I got was the Joy series, which I used and found in one of the very beginning things that I wrote back on January 18th, 2013, as I did a a brief study on joy here, that after his death, I needed joy. I needed help to get through that. Went back and read some words that God had spoken to me, and he was gracious enough that I wrote that three-part series on joy. Hopefully it helped you, but it was for me. It was an answer to help me to get through his passing. How do I get out of debt? When I was furloughed, we started asking how. How do we get rid of debt? We started saving money and looking at things, and this year we paid over $15,000 worth of debt we paid off. Paid off credit card bills, paid off Maddie's car, paid off hospital bills. We did that while we were furloughed. Answers. Ask, and it will be given to you. What has God done or spoken to you this year? And how has He blessed and protected you? I want to encourage you today to remember what He did and what happened in 2020. That He will bless you. He did bless you. You go back and don't think of the negativity that happened, but look at where God has shown up. And as we finish, I just want to highlight the word for this year, direction. This is what I'm going to be believing for in my life and what I'm going to be standing on. And Hopefully, prayerfully, God will speak a word to you as well. But I know that in 2021, we all will need direction. So I want to share with you the word direction. I was just thinking of going from point A to point B. When I first heard the word direction, I thought, okay, he's going to show me how to take this step and that step. And then I looked at the definition last night of what direction is, and I wrote it down. 
And there was at least five or six different definitions that I thought, okay, God, direction means a lot more than what I thought it was going to be of what you want to do in my life. And I wrote these faith declarations next to each definition. The The definition for direction, guidance or supervision of action or conduct. My faith declaration is I will work under the direction of God this year. Another, decla- another definition is explicit instruction, direction. My faith declaration, I will carefully read and follow God's direction. Another definition for direction, assisting in pointing out the proper route. I wrote, I will ask God for direction. Another definition, a guiding, governing, or motivating purpose. I wrote this faith, dire- de- there's a lot, of, a lot of D words here, declaration. My life will not lack direction in 2021. Another definition for direction, the art and technique of supervising the production of a show or a performance, such as a director doing a movie or an orchestra. And I wrote that I was going to make it a priority to let God be the director of my life, of our church, and of our church services. And the last definition is the one that I ultimately thought was the one he was trying to speak, the line or course on which something is moving or is aimed to move or along which something is pointing or facing. And the other scripture that came to my mind is a scripture that we all know and we all hear and probably have on our walls somewhere, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And my last faith declaration is that scripture right there, that he will direct my path. The Hebrew word there means to make straight or be even, to make a way straight. That not only do I just need direction on where to go and the straight path to take, but I also need to direction in my life to make straight some things in my life that might be crooked might be bent out of shape. There might be some, some sin in my life. There might be some thought processes. There might be some things that I'm struggling with that I need him to give me direction to make straight. It's been crooked for too long. The relationships here or there, this or that, whatever it is in your life, I need some things to be made straight this year. I like this, this Hebrew definition of he shall direct your path. That word is yashar. It means to make right, to make pleasant, and to make prosperous. That he will direct my path. He'll make it right, he'll make it pleasant, and he'll make it prosperous. Proverbs 16, 9, Scripture says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Psalms 119, 9 through 11, How can a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed according to your word. Verse 10, With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. This is another scripture that I'll be standing on. With my whole heart I've sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. That I have direction to not wander away from your word, from your scriptures, from your church, from, from your family. Let me not wander from those. Let me stay on the path. In verse 11, we know this scripture, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. If we drop all the way down to Psalms 119, 105, another scripture, if you've been in church, you've heard this over and over again, but it is so fitting for direction. 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Why is direction so important? Why is following God's direction so important for you in your life? Proverbs 14.12, look at this scripture. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. That it's so important that we make it a priority to hear the direction of God because us as humans, we think that we're doing the right thing and sometimes we even do the right things with good intentions, but it can lead to death. It can lead to death in a relationship, in finances, in health, in all these different ways. We think that the pan and the path that we're taking is the right way, but it might not be, which is why we have to be so in tune to hearing the voice of God that when we make a plan, when we make a pathway of where we're going. In 2021, me and my family, we're going this way. We're going to do this. We're going to change this. We're going to help this. That we take time to hear the voice of God so that He can direct our path. He can make a pathway. And it doesn't ultimately lead to death. The last scripture I have, and I'm finishing with this, when it comes to direction, is Jesus speaking. In John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Jesus is speaking. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Well, that's easy, Jesus. Thanks for throwing that out there. Hey, just don't let your heart be troubled. Ever or just today? Because my heart's already troubled, and it's probably going to be troubled tomorrow. No, just let not your heart be troubled. Okay, cool. How do I not do that? How do I not let my heart be troubled? Will you believe in God, believe also in me? Oh, okay. Trust in Him. Don't lean on your own understanding. Verse 2, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. Once again, we see Jesus trying to talk to his disciples, trying to tell his disciples, trying to tell humanity, having that conversation and telling him things, telling them things that they had never heard before. We haven't seen throughout the scriptures of, them, of God talking about making mansions and all these things. He says, if it's not true, I wouldn't have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thank God for Thomas. People give Thomas a bad rap, but look at verse 5. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? That at times... When God is speaking, or the pastor's preaching, or you read a scripture and you think, I have no idea what I just read. I have no idea what that means. I don't, I... And we should not feel condemned at all, because there's now no more condemnation in Christ. He just says, Jesus says, well, you know where I'm going, and you know the way. And I see all the disciples whispering to each other, do you know? Do you... I don't know. What's he talking about? Peter's probably really confident. He's like, I know where the way is. I like, know you don't. So Thomas in the back probably raises his hand. Jesus, can I stop you? I mean, you're on a good trail right here. You're talking really good. A lot of good scriptures you're saying. Um, but I don't know where you're going, and I don't know the way. And Jesus doesn't say, you're an idiot, Thomas. I can't believe you asked that question. I'm embarrassed. You just embarrassed yourself in front of all the disciples. No, God is faithful. Just like the word he gave me in 2020 answers, he just says, ask the question. And Jesus says, okay, I'll make it very clear to you. Jesus says in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
He makes it even clearer as he's talking through all these things. He just says, hey, I'll give you the answer. I'm the way. That word in the Greek means a road, a progress, the route, axed, or distance, figuratively a journey or a highway. That Jesus is your journey. That it's time to lean in to him. And as I wrote yesterday and still have time and still praying to add more things, I decided that every, every year I've added more things to the things that I've written. And I decided that I was going to start writing down the things that God did the previous year on the same page that I was going to be writing my word so that I could be reminded of God's faithfulness and I can see what he's planning to do. My word's direction, and I'm believing that God's going to direct my life in a new way, my family's life in a new way, and this church's life in a new way, that we'll be more involved in the community than we've ever been, that we'll give more to different avenues than we've ever given before, that we'll be more vocal, that we'll see more miracles happen in our lives and in this church's lives, that we will be a beacon of light, that God's going to direct us to some places that I can't even imagine or believe for right now, but he's going to open the door. Make it a priority to hear the voice of God and hear your word. Make it a priority to relax and remember what he did the previous year and get prepared for what God is going to do this year. Amen? Let's stand up today. Father, we thank you for your direction. Father, I thank you that you want to communicate with us. You want to speak to each and every one of us so clearly. And that even if we don't understand what you're saying, just like we saw in John 14, we can ask the question, God, we don't, we don't know what you're trying to say. Can you, can you explain it? Can you, can you give us more revelation? Can you speak to us? Father, each and every person here wants to hear your voice. If they're a follower of you, they want to hear and experience your voice. And some may have not ever heard your voice. Some may not understand what your voice sounds like. Some people have probably heard your voice in the past but need to hear it again. There are some people here who hear your voice frequently. Father, we just ask you to speak louder, to speak stronger into our lives because we want to be used by you. We want to be uh, encouraged by you. We want to be encountered by you, Father. I thank you for direction in each and every one of our lives that as we step into this new year, we let go. We cast all of our cares of 2020 and the past behind us, and we, we cast all of those cares onto you, looking unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, that if you began a good work, you're going to finish it, Father. Father, I thank you for this seed of direction in each and every one of their lives, that you will be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path, that you will help them in the plans that they have for 2021. Father, you know their situations. You know what's going on in their lives. And I ask you to help them, speak to them, encourage them, and give them a word that they can stand on. Give them a scripture that they can stand on, that we can share with each other, that we can encourage each other, that we can come to the end of 2021 and say, look what the Lord has done. He never left me. He never forsook me. But he was always with me. And it started in January where it gave me a word to help me through whatever I'm going to encounter in 2021. I know that you're going to make our path straight. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and your family. God bless you. We love you. Not Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will see you next Sunday. Take care, family. 
Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.